All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into this edition of Two Dubs Plus One. Your two dubs, Kevin and Damian Williams. Your plus one, me, Mickey Stewart. It is a football Thursday. Kevin, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. Woke up feeling pretty good this morning. Uh, one more day till payday. Damien, how's school going, my dude? Man, it, it it's going, but all I can tell you is, man, I woke up feeling dangerous. Feeling like Baker Mayfield out here, buddy. Boys, let's let's get right into it. We're going to start off with Monday night game, the Cowboys at the Giants. Cowboys come out of New York or MetLife with a 23-16 win. I don't want to get it too far into this, but uh, one thing I do definitely want to get into if you listen to the first episode, Damien did have a parlay. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was Zeke, the time touchdown score, Zeke plus 60 rushing, and the third was what, C.D. Lamb plus 60 re- receiving? Correct, and C.D. score anytime. And so it was a four-leg parlay. Correct, 15 bucks won me 150. That's pretty pretty solid that's a solid day uh that's a tough game to bet on too you really don't know which way that's gonna go um kudos to that definitely uh zeke with the touchdown 73 yards uh cd 87 yards with a touchdown um definitely a good call kevin uh you got anything that you took away from this game i mean honestly when it comes to the game itself or the game of football no but when it comes to the overall game, yeah, I think something kind of caught my eye and kind of has been catching my attention here lately. But the Sterling Shepard non-contact injury was, man, that's gruesome to see. The guy's jogging down the field, makes a step, and you can see he loses his whole knee pretty much. And that's an NFL player going to the ground holding his knee. That's that's a serious injury. And the fact that it doesn't even take a, a contact play or uh, an incident to happen where you tear that ACL. Nine times out of ten, you tear it just running down the field. Um, I, I think it's something the NFL needs to look at. I mean, these guys are getting paid millions, but it's silly to see some of them out just because it's clear turf issues. Um, I don't know about you, Mickey, but I still remember the old high school grass field. You know, like you played on that. You know what I mean? So you understand that now it's all turf and, you know, you get the turf burns and there's more cons and it seems like there's any good to it. I don't know. It's something I think the NFL needs to look at. But anyways, uh, that, that Cooper Rush guy, man, he might be something. Well, me personally, I've never played on any sort of turf or artificial grass or anything like that. So I can't relate to that, but as more you know you know even in our community we now have a turf field uh you see more and more turfs and it seems like we see more and more acl or non-contact injuries um there's only so many nfl teams that have grass left uh, you know chicago used to be one of them but you know this new stadium i believe is going to be turf um I believe the Ravens is still grass, and I think the owner has taken the initiative to do that and keep that decision. He's got, you know, Lamar Jackson, if that's, you know, a lot of his decision, um, it very well could be. Uh, what about you, Damon? Do you think um, do you think the AstroTurf has a lot to do with this? 
Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to just bring it back because it's obviously the most recent one, Sterling Shepard. I mean, the man was basically walking, and then he almost came to a stop and then just falling to the ground. That's the, that's the Giants wide receiver one. You never want to see the guy that's getting paid to go down. So I do think this does need a this does need a look at and take it into consideration for the players' health. I mean, and, I mean yeah, you mentioned that, and I mean you also got to think Sterling Shepard last year he ruptured his Achilles, so it's like, dude, he's coming off an Achilles injury and an ACL injury. You know, I, I don't know if he come back from that, and you know, it seems like he's kind of injury prone, so it's kind of like the Giants are unlucky again but it sucks because it seems like it has talent you just can't stay healthy well for me a question i also have is so you know the the nfl wants to make safety a, a huge um a, a point of interest within the league or around the league you know and you talk about all these head injuries and it's always you know protect the head protect the player and it always comes back to that concussion but at what point do we actually start putting data together to see, oh, you know what? We really do think this AstroTurf is a negative. You know, it does cost us more money to have grass, but if we're, if, if the player's interest is in our full, you know, full priority, then we, we need to figure something out. Any other takeaways from the Monday night game? Besides mm-hmm. Kevin's the only one that lost the bet or the uh, mm-hmm. pick? No, I don't. Meow. Meow. I do believe that ties uh, me and Kevin for the week, though. Um, yes, I believe you guys tied, and I believe I still finished one under you guys with uh, you guys picking seven, I believe, and I got six. Um, I believe so. Make sure you guys tune in Sunday morning. We will have uh, Sunday's picks. We will have you know Thursday night game pick today, of course, and followed by some college picks as well. Moving straight into Thursday, we have the Dolphins at the Bengals. Um, Miami three and zero, Bengals one and two. Damian, let's start with you. Well, actually, let's start with injuries. We have uh, for Miami, uh, we got two people out: tight end Carter, also another tight end Long. The ones that are out: offensive tackle Tyron. Armstead, toe injury, cornerback Xavier and Howard, groin, uh, safety Brandon Jones, a big one here, boys, two of them right here in a row, Tua Tungavaloa with a backslash angle injury. Jalen Waddle is also questionable with a groin, groin. Uh, defensive tackle Rokon Davis and uh, another wide receiver, uh, was Wilson, uh, wide receiver Wilson. Um, Bengals, well, let's just start there. Uh, Damien, do you what do you what do you think about Tua and Jalen? Do you think they'll play? Um, Tua had that what would look to be a uh, head injury, um, deemed to be a previous back injury, acting up. Um, sounds like he might have missed some practice time today. Do you think? Obviously, those two there will have an issue, but do you think they'll play or not? Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I know it's. 
I mean, I know it'd be dumb for them to lie, but I do not see Tua's injury being a back ankle. I mean, I watched him get up from the field, and the man just he fell straight down. I mean, I do not think his back or ankles doing that to him. Watching him get hit and then come back into that game was incredible. I don't know how he did it. But I do think Tua comes out and plays this week. Whether uh, Jalen plays, I don't Sam, know. Um, I don't know if Jalen right, comes okay. in. I don't know if Jalen comes I, in and plays. I think two is out. I, I don't think he's going to play. I mean, it's a short week. You're 3-0. You know, you're doing all right in the division. You're not at a division game. I mean, I don't know. For me, I, I think two is out this week. It's not a bad decision just to give him a rest because you and I both know that that was concussion symptoms 101. And on a short week after a hit like that, you got the dub. I think you, I think you sit him this week. Jalen, I don't know. I, I haven't looked too deep into his injury, but he's a dog. I think he's going to play. Well, Jalen must have been said, a practice injury. Well, that, and that's that's the beauty of this show, gentlemen, is the two bros, the two dubs. Um, you guys, even though your brothers always have, not always, um, always have two different looks on things. And like you said there, you have one opinion and the other. Um Going back on Tua, though, um, like we said in the pilot episode, uh, he was evaluated for a cushion, was cleared, um, and like I said, deemed to be a back injury. Now, I believe the NFL has also um, started an internal investigation to make sure um, that concussion protocol was fully followed and the right decision was made. Again, going back to the you know player safety being being the number one issue. Uh, it's definitely something to wor- worth looking at. Uh, going to Bengals injuries, um, not quite as many here as far as players out. Defensive tackle, DJ Reader, tight end, Drew Sample, um, questionable. Uh, offensive tackle, Collins, and a linebacker, Jermaine Pratt with a knee. Um, do you see the offensive tackle being a big issue with the Bengals? Um you know, Joey Burrow's already uh, been sacked a lot of times again this year. Um, let's start with Kevin on that one. Yeah, I mean, Collins being questionable is a big, big question mark. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, when they signed him, he played on the Patriots last year, I'm pretty sure. And uh, when they signed him, he said, like, something to Joe Burrow, like, you're never getting touched again from your bodyguard. And I'm telling you what, man, if that was my bodyguard, I don't I wouldn't feel very safe at all. That dude's been running for his life. Um, so that's the one that jumps off the paper at me. I mean, DJ Reader being out, that's a pretty big loss to the interior D line. So I mean, I don't know. This Bengals team really had has me asking questions because I, I really had high hopes for them before the year, but they look really shaky. I don't know, but if I had to pick, I would I'd probably say the Bengals are gonna squeak this one out. They're just a little bit more healthy. Well, speaking of picking, um, let's go to FanDuel here. Um, let's check out some odds on this game. Again, the Dolphins are in Cincinnati. Um, the Dolphins right now, of course, you know, FanDuel keeps injuries and questionables always in mind when they're doing these numbers. Right now, the Dolphins are given four points. 
or excuse me, the Bengals are giving four points. The Dolphins getting four points with an over-under at 46 and a half. Uh, Damon, do you see the over-under changing if Tua or Waddle are playing or not playing? Uh, Waddle, uh, if he plays, I don't see the score being much different. You got to have a quarterback. Back up Teddy Bridgewater coming in. Uh, I mean, he's got to play for something, but I don't know here. I would go, I would go under on this. Kevin, you agree? Oh uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. Like I said, I mean, one team's kind of got it figured out, but if they go back up quarterback, you got to take the under if it doesn't move. I mean, but I would expect it to drop a little bit if it if Tua is out. Um, like I said, the Bengals. They're not playing the greatest football. Um, Burrow hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't just lit it up like he was last year. But, I mean, something else you got to look at, too, is, I mean, Xavier Howard, he's got a groin slash glute injury. And, like, that's a big loss for the defense. And, you know, that may be something, too. If Joey can get some confidence going, man, you know what he can do. So, I don't know, man. I, I try to stay away from the over-unders, me personally, because anybody can go off any given Sunday and this chase Thursday. But I, I think um, I would go under. That's just my opinion. Now, here's what I'm going to say before Mick comes back on the mic. Um, I'm also not an uh, over-under guy. And for the people that are going to go money lines, go with the Bengals. And I'm going to tell you the one reason why. Bringing out the whiteout helmet this week, they're not going to play like crap. They're going to look good. They're going to play good. I got Bengals. Yeah, see, I don't really believe in the look good, play good crap. I mean, in the NFL, it's it's guy versus guy. But I'm still taking the Bengals. I think, like I said, they're just a little bit more healthy. Um, Joey Burrows either got to get it on track or they're going to get left behind real quick. And I, I, just, I don't know. I think uh, Miami Dolphins now, are, struggle. Are these one. are these picks with uh, Tua and Jalen both playing? Are you guys thinking, or is the questionable uh, going into that as well? Uh, if Tua either way, Jalen plays. The Dolphins are taking it home. Plain and so, simple. So, so, my my so pick just, still Bengals. Just to be clear, Damien, you think if they both play, you got the Dolphins' money line. And, Kevin, either way, you think the ba- uh, the Bengals are going to pull off on the money line as, as well. Yeah, short week madness. Is that right? Uh, who day? Well, for me, boys, I'm going to have to uh, probably go with Kevin on this one. I'm always a, a home field kind of guy. With uh, if I think even if uh, Tua and Jalen play, um, I think it'll be tough for them to pull this one off. The Dolphins are three and zero to go four and zero. Be really tough Thursday night game, short week. Um, I think the Bengals will be a little more prepared for this one. Uh, like you said, Xavier Howard being out, you got the. I'm drawing a blank now, but you got the Jamar Chase. Uh, what's the other guy? Help me out here. Tyler Boyd. T Tyler Higgins. T Higgins is questionable Higgins. this week. T. Higgins is oh, questionable is this week. You have him questionable? Okay. So he is questionable. So so with Xavier and Howard, if they both play, um, it'll be tough for Miami, I think. 
just got to get the ball out of Joey B's hands. Like we said, the offensive line, you got an offensive tackle. Collins, um, questionable or down for the week. So um, I, I do think the Bengals pull this one off. Any final thoughts for Thursday night game? Not for me. They think they'll beat them Bengals. Like we said, uh, tune back in for Sunday morning for our Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, and Monday night game. Colts hosting Tennessee is a big one. Buffalo, Baltimore is a big one. Uh, what else we got? Jacksonville, Philadelphia, that's another big one. Uh, it will be an interesting weekend of NFL football. A lot of divisional games here too, gentlemen. Um, again, Sunday morning, we'll see you then. And for college football, you know, every week, you know, there's so many games. We can't cover them all. So we're going to pick out some games of interest um, from each week to talk about and maybe make some picks. That way we can do some trash talking. Um, we're going to hit the ground running. Uh, we're going to start with number 22, Wake Forest, at number 23, Florida State. ACC battle, you know, ACC is, you know, it seems like it could be a bit of a toss-up between a few teams. You got Clemson in there, Florida State's 4-0. Um, you know, 22 Wake Forest is 3-1. and Could easily spoil Florida State's uh, hopes and dreams. Uh, Kevin, do you think um, Florida State has enough to pull this one off at home? I don't, man. I think uh, well, what we've seen out of Wake Forest last week against Clemson was, you know, they're a real deal, man. I, I like what they're building there at Wake Forest. Uh, I, I think, I think this one's for me is going to go Wake Forest, and I, I like it. Um, I like that the committee didn't drop them down too much. You know, they played, they played a tough game. You know, and Clemson showed a little bit more poise, and they got it done. But I think watch out for that Wake Forest team. They're going to spoil some dreams. I think. I mean, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Wake Forest, dude, they're they're a team that won't give up. And, man, I love a Sam Hartman, the quarterback on that team, coming back from blood clots, and then he's just balling out already. Coming up against a number five Clemson, that ain't easy, and only losing by six points in overtime. They fought it out. I easily have Wake Forest here. And don't sleep on Wake Forest, because if you sleep, as we said last episode, You'll get burnt. I totally agree, gentlemen. Um, Florida, or Wake Forest did play Clemson very well to go down at the end. And for me, and when it comes to college football, if a game gets, gets to the fourth quarter and it's still a game, you got like a top five versus, uh, you know, just like, you know, a lower 20 or a upper 20s there. It, for me, the better team is the one that can finish that game. Um Although Wake Forest didn't finish that game with a win, they did fight till the end. And do you think if they get into a shootout, do you think Wake Forest learned a little bit last week to carry into this week to be able to finish that game, Damian? Oh, absolutely. Clemson is going to be a much better team than uh, Florida State. Now, then again, I haven't watched much of Florida State, so I'm not here bashing them, telling them how bad they are, but I have watched a game or two of Wake Forest, and these last few years, it seems like they're really coming together uh, with Sam Hartman being the leader. 
and I do think they win from last game, and I do think they win another shootout. Yeah, hey, all three of us. Oh, go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Do, do you think that uh, that like I don't know? I feel like when you talk Clemson, you hear you know they don't really have much competition, but it's like they, if they get one loss, you know they're gone. But I feel like the ACC is getting better off Clemson's success, and I I think Wake Forest is a, is a prodigy of that. And I mean, one of our own, you know, Jesse Bates. You want to talk about Thursday Night Football? You got Jesse Bates. You know, he he played at Wake Forest. You know. So, I mean, watch out for them. I mean, my thoughts on Clemson is kind of like they had a, they did not have a good year last year. DJ did not do the, he did not fill the role that everybody thought he was. And then they came into this season ranked higher than what they were at all last year. I don't know if that's because of their recruitment class or anything like that, but I do in my heart, I do deep believe think Clemson is a little overrated. Not saying they are bad, but I do think they are a little overrated. But well, we can move into the Clemson since you know that's a topic. They have a tough Saturday night game against NC State, and you know that's another team that they made it into the top ten this week. And Clemson's got two tough tests in a row. I mean, you're going to see what DJ is about because this NC State team they're pretty good. Well, yeah, moving right along, that's a good point. Um, you got number 10, NC State, at uh, number five, Clemson Tigers. Uh, I believe NC State's also a part of that ACC. So right now, ACC has three undefeated um, top 25 teams, two of them in the top 10. So if you want to you know, kind of piggyback off your ACC kind of building on the success of Clemson, I would have to agree. Um, so with this being said, do you see a one loss ACC? I don't want to get too far into this. It's still early in the season. Do you see a one loss ACC team getting into the final four college football playoff? Absolutely not. I could. I, I absolutely could. Just because Who? as long as they keep playing the course Clemson, because you're always going to have the Dabo, Dabo Sweeney effect. You're always going to have that head coach. That's a huge name. Clemson's a huge market. They're overranked, as you said. That that means they're, they're, they're stroking them already. So if NC State finishes 12, Wake Forest finished 18, and they got wins over them, and they lose to you know a smaller off team or something, you know, I, I see Clemson got, maybe making they, it. I, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a lock, but... I mean, you can't you can't argue the ACC's tough. See, I got I have two, I have two losses from Clemson this year that I think is going to happen. I mean, I do think they lose to NC State this week. NC State battles; they are the team not sleep on. I know I say that a lot, but do not sleep on them. But I also, deep down, as much as I hate to say it, I think Notre Dame beats them this year. They have to have revenge from last year. I think Notre Dame beats them this year. Notre Dame, they, uh, they're they a huge question mark right now for me. I mean, that's really all I want to say about them. Um, I, I don't know. I guess when that game comes, I'll be able to give you a better answer. But I, I, I think I'm going to go with NC State as well. I think, uh, I think they're going to go in there and have a chip on their shoulder to get it done. 
So Clemson, again, hosting uh, number 10 NC State this weekend. But in two weeks, you have uh, Clemson at Florida State. So if you get a Clemson win this weekend and a Florida State over Wake Forest this weekend in two weeks, that might be the game of the week. Um, definitely interesting to see where that one's heading. Uh, any final thoughts on these ones, boys? Uh, sounds like uh, Kevin's taking Clemson, correct? And then uh, Damian's taking NC oh, State. I'm, uh, I'm taking NC State. You as going well. NC State as well? Yeah. I, I All right. Think, I'm I gonna. Think I again, I'm I'm a home team kind of guy. Um, I think I'm going to go with Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers on this one. Be a little bit of an outlier. I got a pick to catch up on anyway, so hopefully that's the one that gets me one. Um, another game of interest for us, we chose uh, the Texas Tech Raiders at the number 25 Kansas State Wildcats. What are you looking for in this game, Damian? See, I picked this game because I wanted to bring up Kansas State beating the number six ranked Oklahoma. With that being said, I was, I was wondering if there was a little bit of a background motivation with there this. There is, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you played a hell of a good game, and then now you're going to come into another tough battle. Yes, it's not going to be the game of the week, it's not two top five teams battling out. But Texas Tech did beat a ranked Texas last week in the Battle of the Texas. So I do believe that this game could end out being closer than what you think. And with Kansas State coming off a big win, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna go for my upset this week. I'm taking Texas Tech. Is this the one you're doubling down on? I guess yeah, I'll double down. I guess I did forget NC State was Technically, oh, I mean, yeah, I was gonna worse. say it depends kind of how you kind of yeah. how you look at it. Well, yeah. let's make we'll, this we'll interesting, see. boys. Let's make uh -oh. this one interesting, and uh, I'm gonna double down on Kansas State. I oh, think that Nebraska okay. transfer is nasty, dude. I think they have a good chance of winning the Big Twelve after beating Oklahoma. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. like, I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Kansas State. Double down. All right, Mick. What do you got? Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a Texas Tech Raiders guy. Uh, I'm gonna just go with them just because I'm a fan. Um, you did, you know, Kansas State did have that big win over uh, Oklahoma last week. Um, they do have another ranked game. Or excuse, yeah, did I say Oklahoma? They do have another ranked game against number nine Oklahoma State in uh, three weeks. So the road's not easy because then after that, two weeks later, they have. They have Baylor, which is ranked 16th right now at the moment. So the road does not get easier for Kansas State, but I'm I'm going to go Kansas or Texas Tech on this one. Uh, you know before, why not? We'll go ahead and double it down with the gentleman. What's up? Before before we move on, I know this wasn't a team that I picked out, but I do want to I do want to give them some credit because credit is it needs to be due here. I mean, Kansas, you don't see him as a football team, man. But they're undefeated right now. They're 4-0. They beat West Virginia in overtime. That's a big win. They beat Houston. I mean, they put up a decent program for football. Kansas, I don't think Kansas has won four games in 
the last 16 years, I believe it was, and now they're starting off 4-0. As their schedule gets harder, as they play Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma, Texas, you got to give credit where it's due. Uh, They're playing well out there, man. So, yeah, Kansas with a very heavy second-half schedule. Um, Like you said, you got Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, those are all ranked teams. Texas, you know, it can always be a good game when they play Kansas. And then they finished the uh, the year with the in-state rivalry with Kansas State. But, yeah, definitely kudos to the basketball blue blood. Um, I do love to see some of these basketball schools kind of step in here sometimes. Uh, gives them a little bit of – a little more ground to stand on, but it um, definitely interesting. I mean, uh, dude, Kansas Kansas sold out uh, the Kansas-Duke game. I mean, the battle of the basketball schools. That place sold out, man. Kansas came out and beat. They were both undefeated. I mean, yeah, man, watch out for Kansas. Is, is Les Miles, is that who's there? Or who is there now? Lance Leopold was hired okay. by Kansas in the spring of 2021. Okay. So he's well, his, uh came from Buffalo. He So he's on his second season. So definitely making progress. Let's let's get it moving to the the big blue, baby. For the two, you know what it is. Save black and yellow, black and yellow. Save what they call the best for last. But if we're gonna save the best for last, I do want to hold a moment of silence for uh, people in Florida. Hurricane was it Ian uh, swiping through right now. I do have some friends and family down there thinking about you guys. Um, Please be safe. Uh, The Gators game did get moved to noon Sunday, I believe. So you'll have some Sunday big noon kickoff. Well, I don't want any uh, plagiarism or any lawsuits. So we'll just say uh, kickoff on Sunday college football. That being said, please moment of silence. T's and P's. Who wants to go first on the blue and maize? I do. Maybe yeah, I baby. do. Here we go. All I can say Let's is... Do, how about it, we do it, some it, rock, paper, scissors? Absolutely not. <laughs> be quiet. I'm trying to get this game, boy. Anyways. Or how about, how like about Mickey saying, picks a number and we choose who closest goes I got, first? I ain't got time for this, youngin. <laughs> now stop interrupting me. So, anyways, for the number four ranked Michigan, it may be the Big Ten West. I don't care. Uh, this game is huge, man. Uh, Iowa is looking good. Um, and, I mean, it's Michigan's first road game of the year. I mean, they say Maryland was a test, but I think Iowa is the test. Um, in the last couple of years, Iowa has taken down a lot of teams ranked inside the top five. They say that's the place to go to die. Um, and I think Michigan's got a lot to prove this uh, this week because last week wasn't pretty. Um, I also think that Iowa's going to come out and they're going to try to take that rank away. And I think Michigan's going to have a tough one, but obviously Michigan by 40. Damien? Yeah, uh, I'm going to bring in last week if we play Iowa, how we played Maryland, we will lose this game. We will lose out number four, and we will probably go down to like 12th or 
12 to 15 probably. JJ, hopefully he stepped it up in practice. Um, we need him to have one of his best games because this is one of the biggest steps as a starter that he will take in the season. And it doesn't get easier down the road. I mean, uh, yeah, it doesn't get easier. I'm not going to jinx ourselves here. And to, and but, to tap off something like that, uh, the Iowa defense has not allowed a rushing touchdown. So what does that what mean for just, Blake that's Corn, what I was just you look, know? That's what I was just looking at. In the I past think Blake Corn gets five on a Michigan by 60, baby. <laughs> in Go the past four blue. games, Iowa, Iowa's only allowed... 23 points in four games with a shutout against Nevada. They did lose to Iowa State 10 to 7. So right now Iowa's definitely playing great defense and for me in my opinion the best way to stop Michigan this year is with defense. Uh they do have a powerful offense like you said if JJ plays well. He's one of the he's one of the best to play when he's playing well. So uh I root for you boys like you always know. Um, Michigan's definitely going to win this one. Um, I don't think it'll be 40 or 60, but I'll let you guys toot that horn as much as you want. Probably Any final minutes. thoughts on college football yeah. week? Yeah, four? yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot, Mickey, what, shoot, what's, shoot, the, shoot. What, what's the score prediction then if it's not 40 and 60? What, what, do you, what do you got? Well, let's check this out here real quick. FanDuel has the... 11. Well, we're, talking about, we're talking about your morals. Who do you got? Well, I'm going to take. I'm going to base it off Iowa. Of this as well. No, I took Michigan. Michigan's definitely going to win the game. It's in Iowa, like you said. That's where top pies go to die. So I do think it's going to be. Let's. I'm I'm calling it close. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Iowa's going to cover the ten and a half. My final score would be. Twenty four seventeen. Okay, Kev, what's your what's your actually I got like a da-na-na, da-na-na. um uh <laughs> bet of the week for me. Um for me it's Blake Corm over a hundred and um Blake Corm not one but two tutties. My my prediction for like the that. week is I'm thinking I'm thinking thirty four fourteen. I think our defense wakes up and carries this team. You know, since uh, Kevin wanted to bring in a little da 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 da, da I'm gonna bring in one too. Uh, I I see JJ figuring it out this week, and I got I got Roman Wilson over a hundred receiving and a touchdown. But uh, I have Michigan this week. Low scoring game, odd scoring game. I got Michigan seventeen, Iowa ten. Okay, uh, well, speaking of some over-unders, they have uh, Michigan-Iowa at 42.5 on FanDuel. Do you – well, your scores, I believe one was over and one was under, right? What was your score right there, Damian? 17-10. 17-10. So you're talking 30 or 27 points. So you definitely would be taking the under. I believe – I think we're – I'm over with the 51. I, yeah, I'm over as well. So definitely a split split room on that one. Um, well, going back kind of to the other games, do you guys have any bets that you were looking at on some of these other games? I know we kind of picked who's going to win. Um, 
So, I mean, that's kind of our recommendation on the money line, but do you have any over-unders, point spreads? You know, for example, Kansas State um, is given Texas Tech seven and a half. Do you think um, that one would be worth betting on? And if so, why or why not? Start with uh, uh, Kevin. Um, I don't know if I'd bet on it. I mean, like I said, quarterback from Kansas State, he came out and had a great game. Martinez is great. Um, but he's got to be able to carry that over. And when you start talking money on the line, you, I don't bet on unproven people. Um, granted, I know he, he was good at Nebraska and like he played hard, but prove it to me this week and then maybe I'll throw some money. Um, honestly, when you talk about the bets that I'm thinking of, I would maybe throw a parlay together just trying to make some bucks of like uh, Ole Miss. Um, Wake Forest, and then, of course, NC State. Maybe a good little three-legger. But really, other than that... All money line? Yeah, I'd take that. All money sure. All money line? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the spread on the... um? Actually, what's the spread on the Wake Forest-Florida State game? Seven. Six and a half, seven. In favor of... Well, Wake Forest getting yep. the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so I, so well. I, let's talk about let's talk gonna, about they're going to cover that spread. Well, let's let's talk about this real quick because they got number twenty two Wake Forest receiving six and a half points from a lower ranked twenty three Florida State. Do you why do you think that is home field advantage? Do they think Florida State's just playing better right now, whether it's um, – but they just have them ranked that way? Why do you think that is, Damian? I definitely think home field advantage is a big one. I mean, it's a big ranked matchup. If not, it's going to be close to sold out. Uh, Florida State fans, I mean, they're they're going to go crazy. College is crazy, everything up there. And we're I'm looking at the bets in the game, and – DraftKings, the betting app I use. Um, uh, you could go to Game Props, and it's kind of one that I'm fascinated by. Uh, I'm seeing to win by 13 through 18 for Wake Forest. Um, that is $1,300. Um, wow. Now, it's plus 1300 So say you want to put 20 bucks on the game. You feel a little bit confident with it. You walk out with 280. You only want to put 10. You walk out with 140. I personally I, I really don't like that. With that bet. I like the bet. You know, I I think you Wake probably Forest will see me bet that this week. Yeah, I mean, you you see Wake Forest. They came out strong. I mean, uh, Tallahassee. I mean, that's not the scariest place to play, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Wake Forest rolls them. But yeah, I mean. Other than that, there was one other game that kind of sparked my eye. Um, it's a little test for Penn State. I mean, Northwestern's always tough. So that one kind of, you know, as a Big Ten fan, that one kind of caught my eye. Maybe that one's one we got to watch. I think one we got to watch in person is Michigan-Penn State, Kevin. <laughs> I would love to. Um, I'm ready for that Ohio State-Michigan, though. Amen. Where's the Michigan-Penn State at this year? Ann Arbor, baby. It's a beautiful yeah, day. Won't, have to, won't, won't have to play the whiteout. 
now, but Penn State's going to have to come play the maze. What else we got, gentlemen? Uh... I mean, I think that's all I would bet on safely on college football. I mean, how how confident are you? In I mean, obvious, obviously, they have they have they have Michigan at a plus three thousand at the sixth best odds for national championship. How confident are you in your team? I put the house on it. The lifesaving, <laughs> baby. They're not going to walk in like they did Georgia. They're going to know what they play like. We got mud stomped, and it, it will never happen again. Put the life savings on it. I put the house on it. Georgia. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, if you want to do college bets, you can make you could go out and pick Alabama, but I bet five bucks only brings you five dollars and forty cents. I mean, you could go as like so, Kevin said. Depends if you're a believer or not. Go out and pick Northwestern. Screw it, right? Five bucks brings you seventy-five. Fifteen brings you two twenty-five. Depending on how you want to play, I told you my safe bets. It's probably the bets I'll be doing this week. But something else that kind of, you know, now that we're talking about the college football scene, did you guys see recently that, you know, they did vote on the 12-man or the 12-team playoff? Did, how do you guys feel about that, actually? Um, I, I'm i in the middle. I'm in the middle. I like it because I am getting sick and tired of Alabama and Georgia always going back. As you said earlier in the podcast, you don't go over under because anybody can have a, a ridiculous game. Alabama could get upset any time of the week. I mean, nobody expected Texas A and M to beat them last year, and they came out and beat them. But but it like, happen, I feel like so. I feel like it makes you I like it earn the national championship. I, I think I like it too because <clears throat> sorry I like to butt it. in, but I just kind of wanted to get my opinion across too. Um, I, I just. <laughs> I, I think uh, it literally makes the team earn a national championship instead of getting voted into the position. Um, I would actually I like agree. the 10-man. I would have liked the 10-man or 10-team um, just because it makes that top 10 list just, you know, the list you want to be on. And I just feel like 12 is um, maybe a little much, but I don't know. I, I like it. And I guess... Maybe the 10 doesn't make sense because you have a stray game after. Here's what I like about it. Um, I like that if you give Alabama two weeks for Cincinnati, Alabama's going to smoke them, right? You can't. Yeah, but do you disagree that Cincinnati should have been in there? Uh, Do you disagree that Cincinnati shouldn't have been in there? I do think. I do think they should have been in there. I think they deserved well, it. That, 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 that's what happens. I mean, you got to expect but, that if, if you think they felt like they deserved a chance. But you give two weeks. Well, for, for me, go ahead. for me, well, when you're saying two weeks, you're talking because they would receive a first round bye. How's that 12 team layout? Do we know? No, I think I no one would get a buy, but um, I'm thinking in the aspect of 
I mean, you, you get that for the college football playoff. Now you take two weeks off and then you play your game. Or so, it may even be more okay. than that. And what Damian's saying is if you give that SCC team a chance to play against a non-Power 5, you expect them to roll over. But everybody complained I, I, about I Cincinnati agree. getting their chance. And if that's the case, you can't would, be mad about Alabama rolling them. I'm, 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 I'm with you on both of you. So for me, yeah, I do think Alabama rolls them. But there's always that chance, right? You see it in the, you know, the obviously a- apples to bananas, but the, the, the field of 68 in basketball, you see these Cinderella runs. Although, you know, George Mason, you know, we we knew they more likely weren't going to make it to the championship, but they did make a run, make a name for themselves, shake up the field, and beat teams they shouldn't have beat. So, you know, nine times out of ten, Alabama beats Cincinnati. But that one time Cincinnati beats Alabama, I, I, I think the lid comes off. And, I mean, that's that's what I think it opens the door to is some of those upsets. Yeah, you won't see a lot of them, but if you've seen a lot of upsets all the time, they wouldn't be upsets. You're so I crazy. do like the bigger field. You're crazy if you don't think the whole world was rooting for Cincinnati. Nobody wanted to see Alabama going back in there. And they're oh, no, definitely. 20th straight. I, Everybody definitely, was rooting for Cincinnati. I, I, definitely, I agree. Everybody knew I, it I, wasn't going to happen. I didn't. I didn't. If that's the way it came off, I didn't mean to say that, but like, I do want to see teams like Cincinnati get their shot. I mean, the difference between the 12th ranked and the first ranked is it can be very big. But when you get that, you know, a a seven that makes a run and they're playing a two or a three later down the road, I mean, it could really shake some stuff up. So I do like teams like Cincinnati getting their chance. And, you know, as much as I dislike Notre Dame, you know, being out of conference, I think hurts them a lot. So there's some chances I think that they missed, but uh, I, I, I like it. I'd like to introduce the world to nephew Bob. Bob, before we get into some NFL bets, I know you love your NFL and you love doing your bets. What is your opinion on going to the 12-team playoff in college football? Going to be a lot of blowouts early. Do you think like, do you think there's a chance for an upset there at some point to shake up the mix? Um, if there's going to be bye weeks, for sure. Um, playing, you know, obviously this is D3, so it's different. But if we ever had a lot of time off and we're playing a team that's quote-unquote not good, you always come out pretty lax if that makes sense. So I think there could be a chance there. Um, Shout out little giants, little giants, right. Represent. Let's go. Let's let's go bash. Right. Like you seen Uh, with Oregon earlier this year, right? Like they got dog walked um, early and that's like, Oh, that's what the playoffs are going to look like. Right. Like could be a thing. Do you have any college thoughts on this weekend? We got some games. We talked uh, the Clemson game. Um, Michigan, Iowa, do you have any thoughts on college games this weekend? Um, well, anytime you're playing Iowa, you got to go with the under because you can't score. Uh, Iowa can't score and they have a good defense. Um, I know Kevo or I consider Uncle Kev, um, you know, big Michigan guy. Obviously, Michigan gets the win here, but I, I like the under there always. I respect that, man. I, I, 
Iowa is tough. It's gonna be it's gonna be not an easy one. Uh, how how you doing, nephew Bob? Yeah, I'm doing good, Uncle Kev. You know, um, you know, I got you know Daddy Mick here. Got Uncle Kev and Damien. I don't know what the hell they call you yet, but we'll figure it out. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get it going, uh, cousin D. <laughs> there we go. Well, we I know you're an NFL guy, yeah. and you're real excited to get to that. Um, let's start from, uh, I hope I'm assuming you got a few bets in my Thursday night games. Again, it's the dolphins at the Bengals. Yeah, this is like, um, you know, the most interesting line to me because you, you would think, um, you know, dolphins big win against Buffalo, uh, the famous, you know, kind of butt fumble, right. Uh, thought the bills were going to turn it, the turn butt, that the out butt there. Punt. Yeah. The butt punt. Right. Um, but I'm really going Bengals minus four here. Um, I think the public's all going to be on Miami after that big win. I think they're just going to have a Buffalo Bills hangover. Um, and I think Bills, I mean, Bengals minus four here is 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 the move. Um, and so I think that's kind of be the most interesting. I think that's not going to be the public's bet. But usually, if all the public's on one team, I feel like I, I trust the the sports book a little bit more there. So um, I would go Bengals minus four. I mean, that's any over unders or it's a good, um, you know, Thursday night, typically an under is a good move. Um, I'm calling them kind of my weenie parlay. Sometimes I do like a little spread teaser there, do an alternate spread, um, where I just bump it up about six and then add that to something else just to tag, you know, get a decent, decent payout there. But, um, it's hard not to go under, um, on a Thursday night game, especially after a short week playing, playing ball. So I agreed. Um, I think uh, the Bengals do cover that. I think it's a good bet. I, I personally picked the Bengals myself to win this game. I think Tua is going to be out, though, in my opinion. With that being said, Bob, do you think, say say Tua does go down or does get ruled out in the next couple, uh, couple hours or game time decision, where do, you, where do you see this line going? Like you said, Miami's getting four. Two is out. How much do you see that line moving? Uh, if it gets to seven and a half, that'd be tough for me to hit it. But anything under seven, I would be green light. Moving on to Sunday afternoon. Do you have any Sunday afternoon games in mind? Yeah, uh, Chiefs money line. After they lose, that usually the other team's in trouble. Um, so he's got to go with the Chiefs there. Um, obviously, the you know go Colts, right? Colts fan through and through. We stole one last week. We'll take it, right? Uh, kind of. We'll take. Everyone, we'll take it every time you. You know, you got to take one of those every now and again. It's like, ah, uh, you know, Chiefs lost that game. Colts didn't win that game, but you know, we'll take that. Um, I like Browns money line uh, with the Falcons. Obviously, the Falcons are pretty tough, but I just think the way the Browns run and control that football, um, it's just really hard. And Jacoby Brissett is such a good game manager. Um, like I just feel like they'll hang on to the ball a lot, um, and they'll get the W there. Um, games that I'm kind of wishy-washy on, like the Colts Titans is always a good one. Titans had a really good game. Colts are minus three right now. That's going to stay away from me because I'm scared to bet on the Colts. Um, I didn't bet on them this week and they won, right? Imagine that. So, um, if anything, I'll so stay yeah, away and hope the Colts was, get another dub. So I'm, I'm glad you brought the Colts up because I did want to ask this question. So some betters, absolutely their, their golden rule is to not bet on their team. I'm on board with you. I did not bet on our Colts this weekend. They got a W. I didn't bet on the wife's Packers, and they got a W. So I think I'm going to just put the 
phone down this weekend or I'm just going to bet on every game where I actually want that person to lose because that seems how it's like it's going for me. Do you follow that strategy as well? You do not bet on the Colts? Um, I should selfishly for the Colts, but sometimes I just I, you got to ride with your guys. Like I got real excited about Mighty, Mighty Ice this year, right? Just thought, hey, we're going to dog walk the Jags, but, you know, the kind of reverse happened. But then the Jags kind of dog walked, you know, Chargers. So it's like, hey, the Jags actually like good uh, with Doug Peterson, you know, kind of running the helm there and Trevor Lawrence, you know, being what he's supposed to be. Um, honestly, FanDuel told me I won the most money off the Packers last year. Um, so kind of trying to ride hot with the Packers still like Aaron Rodgers. You kind of know what you're going to getting, what you're going to get there. Obviously no Devonte Adams, which is a, is a stinger then, but like Aaron Rodgers ain't a Rodgers. So I don't mind still bet on the Packers. Colts are kind of hit or miss. Like I think after the first few weeks here, we're going to have a little bit better standing. Uh, but sometimes I just really don't care either. I'm double emotional what? in a bad way, right? Where the Colts lose and I lose money or it's like, you know what? The Colts lost or the Colts won and I won money. Right. I kind of ride that roller coaster. So yeah, um, for sure. Well, with, with you mentioning uh, like Trevor Lawrence and stuff being the same, do you, do you think they're a threat to the South or do you think they fall apart? Um, honestly, the way they're playing, I think they are a threat because I don't, obviously Tennessee is worse from last year. Colts haven't proved themselves at all, which I would argue the Colts look better on paper than they did last year, but they haven't proved that. Um, I really think they are right. I think they beat, yeah, I think they split Tennessee this year. Um, I think it's going to be a dogfight where everyone's going to be, you know, between the Titans, Colts and Jags. I mean, we're all going to be anywhere from seven to seven to 10 and 10 and seven. Um, I think you're going to three and that's, there that are pretty close. And I think, you know, that that's a big deal because Jaguars took a lot of slack for the Urban Meyer and the recent off-season pickup with Christian Kirk or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody knows that, that that dude was overpaid. But, you know, it, I mean, they're kind of making us eat our words a little bit. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy to see what's going on down there. Yeah, and, yeah, they definitely overpaid Christian Kirk, but, like, he was stuck as wide receiver number three, um, kind of behind, AJ, you know, he was behind A.J. Green for some reason, but obviously behind DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he was a dog when, when someone was down. I mean, he, he balled out for Arizona. Um, he was a couple good flex plays there, but I, I do think he is a little bit overpaid, but dude, dude can ball. I mean, I think he's only 25 still, right, on a second contract. Um yeah, super young. I, I mean, the, yeah, the the prime's still ahead of him. I, I like it, but honestly, I while we're talking about this game, I just think the Eagles are are looking real tough this year. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna think the Eagles slow them down a little bit this week, and they take the dub. Oh, but the Eagles being hot, you got to take a minus six and a half. I mean, you have to, right? Like you absolutely have to. Um, Sirianni has the boys a buzzing. Maybe that's what's wrong with the Colts' yeah. offense because Sirianni was offensive coordinator there, right? Um. Yeah, and I mean, hey, Eberflus leaving, you know, you got to expect a little downfall with the defense. And mm-hmm. but right now, I think the Colts' issue is all Matty Ice, man. He's just he's slow. He's getting slow. Oh, dude, slow. Um, our offense line obviously downgraded, like our left tackle, and obviously Danny Pennant right guard is getting freaking blown up every other play. Old Ball State dude. Um, we got rid of our two right guards that were like really good for us that were veterans. Um, Lindsey went to you know Minnesota. Chris Reed, I forget where he went. He might have went back to the Chargers or something. But like, um, like we lost two guys there that were veteran presence, and uh, Danny Pennant is just getting his ass beat. 
to be frank. Um, and it doesn't help Matty Ice. And also, he's had like what seven fumbles this year. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, can't win ball that, games. That's that a way. huge. That's a huge issue. And as a veteran, you you really don't want to see that. I mean, ball security in the NFL is pretty much right up there. Yeah. With the most important stats. Yeah, why the hell um, do you think like... ship wins off, dude? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I don't even think Wentz gave up seven all year. And Matt, yeah. Maddie's been doing it week in and week out. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it's, I don't it know. is terrifying. I hate being stressed out at the quarterback position, and that's that's where we're at still, unfortunately. So, so, well, so Bob, oh, oh. Um, do you think once uh, Darius or Shaquille, sorry, uh, Leonard is back, do you think the Colts just turn around and we're back to normal or what? Um, I don't think it hurts, right? It's definitely not going to hurt anything. Um, oh, I think absolutely. just his energy, um, even him on the sideline this weekend, you can just tell like that's a nice boost of energy. Um, I think it does. I think the offense can't get worse protection-wise, right? And I, and I hope I'm right there, right? You can't get worse that way, right? You got two new starters on the offensive line. Um, Darius Leonard on defense, I think what he forced like seven or eight fumbles last year. I think he was responsible for 11 turnovers. Like that's freaking insane. Like that's like defensive player of the year type stuff, but he doesn't get talked about because he doesn't sack the quarterback enough. But like, Absolutely I mean, that agree. is a game changer, man. You get a turnover like that in the middle of the game. And if we can run the ball, like we're supposed to run the ball, like we control the clock, right? That's how we win is just controlling the clock, playing good defense, you know, we score 21, 24 points a game. We're in good chance to win most games, right? Um, and I think just having him back is going to give it nice, a needed spark. And I think he's the type of guy that makes everyone better. Absolutely. A guy like Kenny Moore, too. He's been struggling this year, man. Like, he's like 77% oh, uh, completion percentage. I think having Darius Leonard helps him just be better. So so, so saying that with Kenny Moore, do you, do you think uh, we messed up with – parting ways with Rocky Austin and uh, Malik Hooker and all them in our secondary. You think well, that would Xavier be something we wish you think that's something we wish we could bring back? Um, not necessarily. Like I'm still a Kenny Moore believer. I mean it could be because Gus Bradley, right, runs a different defense. Um we brought in Gilly Lock, which helped. Um Go Hawks. Yeah, we got uh, you know um, <laughs> Isaiah Isaiah Rogers played really well last year. Um, he's rotating, rotating in with a guy that used to play for the Raiders last year. I forget his last name starts with an F, but they've been rotating in and out. But I think Isaiah Rogers is going to win in that job in a couple weeks. Um, I think Kenny's going to be fine. He's kind of, you know, has his foot in his mouth right now because he, he didn't want to go to training camp because he wanted to get paid more, even though he just got an extension a couple you know, a year or two ago. Um, I think maybe it's just a wake-up call, right? Maybe it's the system. Uh, maybe it's not having a guy like Darius Leonard help him out with some things, but, like, I'm not as concerned with it. Um, Julian Blackman's a stud. Um, Nick Nick Koss is a stud. Obviously losing a guy like Kari Willis to retirement pretty early in his career. Uh, Michigan State guy, Kev. But, um, I mean, we are – yeah, we are a little <laughs> – our depth is, is definitely gone down a little bit, but Rodney McLeod, you know, won the Super Bowl with the, you know, Eagles. Back in the day, I mean, he had that big pick. Um, subs in and out. He's a good vet. Like, I think, I think we'll be okay. Do you have any other bets for Sunday in mind, nephew Bob? Let's see, I'm your son, dude. I don't know why you call me nephew. Kev calls me. Kev calls me nephew. But well, you know, we're friends. I'm actually Uncle Bob most of the well, time. Well, I figured. 
I figured our I, <laughs> I figured our uh, our audience would could like know you as nephew Bob. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I can be nephew Bob, and I can be Uncle Bob and other things, or Bobo, Ricky Bobby, Booby. I mean, I got a million damn names <laughs> up in here, but uh, you want to you want to win? Put Booby in. Apparently, but um, I really think the Raiders finally get their dub. Um, that Let's could go, be big Las Vegas fan this week. Let's go. Yeah, and I think Cardinals are are plus one and a half right now. Um, I really like that one too. Um, but dude, the NFL is just nuts, man. Like, there's so many games that are decided with three points or less, and it's like it's just kind of crazy right now. Um, any but, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, right? So if I had to pick like five here that I really like, I like the Bengals minus four. Um, or if you want to parlay them, something else in money line. I love Chiefs money line against Tampa. They can't score. Tampa cannot score. So like the fact that Chiefs, I think, are minus one and a half right now, I think is just run away. Right? Like Chiefs are probably super pissed. They lost to the Colts. I think that's like the lock. That would be like my lock. Um, I like Browns money line. I like Cardinals one and a half. And I like the Raiders. Um, I think they're like minus 140, 144, or something like that right now. So those would be the ones that I like. Um, the ones I'm going to stay away from this week is obviously the Colts. Love my boys. But, like, you know, maybe I did feather, you know, on that last drive. Maybe I did put 10 or 20 down on the money line, you know, and they're right before their last drive. <laughs> the whole couple there. But, you know, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So uh, we'll take it. So, um, but, yeah, those would be the recap, I guess, of, of what I like this week. Uh, okay, so I know you're not gonna bet on this one just because it just doesn't make sense. But where are you at on the Bills Ravens? Do you think Lamar uh, continues this streak, or do you think the Bills come in pretty pissed off and get it up? Bills looked worn out, man. That Miami Heat were killing them, man. People throwing up left and right, like almost passing out on the field. Like, um, that's a game that I'm just gonna really like to just sit down, relax, and watch. <laughs> Right, like that could be one of those games where I would say, "Hey, Lamar Jackson, hundred yards rushing and two hundred yards passing, and parlay that with Josh Allen, two fifty. Right. right, like do a couple, <laughs> right, no. do a couple parlays that way. So you're just like, you're just hoping, you know, that they'll start scoring. Um, with the Bills DBs out, their safeties out. Um, you know, Micah Hyde's yeah, out for the year. Jordan Fuller's been yeah. yeah beat up. Um, I like the Ravens there. Um, yeah, you know, I really do, and. The fact that they're getting what are they minus three, or the Bills? Uh, yeah. Where's it at? I was just looking at it. The Bills are minus three. Ravens yeah. getting three. Yeah. So I might like. Yeah. So I might like put that with like a Bengals minus four and, and do a spread tease there, right? If I really right. wanted to bet on that game to be like extra glued to the game, like even you put five dollars on a game, isn't it kind of ridiculous, guys? That like how attached you are to it. You know, oh, it's 100%. like. Yeah, it's freaking. It definitely makes it definitely makes things more interesting. Yeah, gambling made uh, me a NASCAR fan, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to transition onto that. With that, wait, 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 wait. hang on, hang on. I got one more question. Final thoughts. Yep, I got one more, Bobby. Um, you know, I don't know if you're a big fantasy guy or not, but I'm a nut job, dude. I'm in seven leagues like an idiot. All right, all right, I got I got one for you. All right, at my flex right now, I have a Curtis Samuel. You know, looks like Carson Wentz number one guy. Do I put Christian Kirk in this week, or do I keep Curtis Samuel? And we got Curtis going against the Dallas secondary. 
Kirk going against Phillies. Uh, yeah, dude, going against Philly defense. No, thank you, man. They're freaking nuts right now. And Curtis Samuel's getting um like six or seven targets a game just in the passing. Um, and he's also getting like four or five handoffs. Um, I've had him. I I picked up Curtis Samuel in the league, and he's been in my flex just because he's just getting a lot of he's getting a lot of love from good old Carl Wentz. So I would go Samuel. <laughs> um, through and through, like I think for the you know uh, Kirk, I mean. He could be a guy that has like, hey, I had six catches for, you know, two touchdowns, right? He could have one of those games like he did in Arizona every once in a while. But I think I think a high floor would be Curtis Samuel. It's a higher floor. It's a good question. Final thoughts, NFL gentlemen. No. Transitioning into the Vroom Vroom NASCAR. We are in the playoff. Bobby, it is talladega weekend give me a top three driver i gotta go with my boy willie b yeah like willie b yeah i'm in a little fantasy nascar thing with some of my buddies where we each pick two drivers every week and whoever finishes the best wins and everyone has to venmo him a certain amount of money um i picked willie b that actually won the championship um before right before the playoffs started um as like kind of a um you know kind of a maybe underdog yeah, a nice little side bet there. Um, but right now it looks like, you know, Chase Elliott's the favorite. Uh, he's been red hot. Um, Kyle Larson usually, is usually up there. Um, but you always got to watch out for guys like Austin Sendrick. I mean, it's Daytona, right? Like, you never know, you know, what kind of – I mean, sorry, Talladega, right? You never know when the big guy's going right? Oh, geez. I don't like – dude, Brad Brad let me down in the two car. I was a big Rusty Wallace fan back in the day, you know? And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Give me Krusty Rusty, you know? Uh, but uh, I really – you know, Daniel Suarez could be someone. It's like if you're looking, looking like good value for like dropping a couple bucks and winning, you know, 30, 40 – you know, probably winning 30, 30 to 50 bucks, you can go like Daniel Suarez, Austin Sendrick down there. Like I said, I love Willie B. If you want to go more safe, like Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson definitely be up there damn near all day. Um, somebody got to watch out for, Denny Hamlin. Um, he's driving pretty pissed off. Him and Willie B got into it last week. But um, you mean you got to uh, love Dave? I'm glad you brought that up. So Willie B was actually docked 25 points, and he's now eight points behind the cut line. Did that factor into your decision as far as taking Willie B this week? Uh, you know, I'm going to ride with him. Um, I'd be pissed because Denny's a little baby. Um, I don't know what happened at his old age, but he became kind of a whiner. Um, but yeah, dude, give me Willie B money line, dude. You know, like, well, I'm that, all brings, in. that brings me to my next, that brings me to my next question. If it wasn't Denny, say it was, uh, obviously just someone besides Denny. Do you think it still become, because? it still would have become that big of an issue. Um, if it was another guy in the playoffs, absolutely, man. It's playoffs, right? Um, but, you know, you got guys like Logano that no one likes, so that's always going to cause a big scene. I think most people respect Denny, but, like, that little back-and-forth BS, I mean, not really good for the sport, you know? All right, gentlemen. Uh, I want to thank son Bob slash nephew Bob. Uh, nephew. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, we plan on bringing Bob uh, – try to bring him in on our uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning episodes to talk about some bets coming up throughout the weekend. Uh, shout out nephew, Bob. Thank you, sir. Thank you. 
Thank uh, you. You know, appreciate having me, right? Just gamble yeah, responsibly. You. Um, you know, if I'm wrong, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Any well, given and see, Sunday, and right? Any given and that's Sunday. Kind of, that's, kind of, that's kind of what we talked about in episode one, right? Like, you know, I think we were just around five, 50% far as taking our picks last week. You know, as we do this podcast, I, I expect all of us, including nephew Bob, to get better and better each week as we talk. Um, better content, better picks, um, start to really play around with this betting stuff. So, again, I appreciate you stopping by, and we'll catch you next week. Oh, yeah, dude. Appreciate you guys having us. You guys have a good one. You too. Peace. All right, boys. Peace. Uh, kind of close out this episode. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, any questions or anything you want to kind of uh, reiterate? far as what nephew bob had brought up uh picks um college football anything no i think uh he hit it pretty well uh we kind of i was just looking at the games myself one that intrigues me just for personal is the seahawks at detroit lions <laughs> that's a good game that's an in-house rivalry for myself um detroit sucks oh. always will but <laughs> uh i'm a big fan of the detroit lions this year so I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit comes in there or we go to Detroit and get smoked. Um, you know, no, really. Other than that, I'm, I'm pretty coots with it. Um, thank everybody for coming out and listening. You know, I, I'm going to bring up one more game, but it's just because, you know, it caught my eye as, a, as I was looking at it late. Um, I think the Rams 49ers game is actually going to be a pretty good, relaxing, sit down, watch, get some popcorn for. That's a divisional game. I mean, I know, and I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down to the wire. Uh, Jimmy G. He didn't prove he needed to get paid last week. He's got to prove sooner or later, or he's not gonna get paid, and he's gonna lose a job in the NFL. So I do think Matthew Stafford rolling. So you you got the Rams. I I think so. As long as nothing gets crazy, I I haven't really looked into the game or anything. Yeah, I mean, I have the Rams so far. I really don't yeah. like Jimmy G after seeing him last week. I just don't. Stepped in the end zone. He pulled a Matthew Stafford. No, it was a Dan Orlowski. <laughs> well, Matt did it too, <laughs> well, didn't he? I don't think so. I think it was just Dan. Did Dan well, play for the line? That, yeah. Well, maybe it was. When he straight up ran speaking out of the that, back of it. You do yeah, have, it was. It was. <laughs> you do have the Rams in San Fran on Monday night. I, I am curious to see what Jimmy G does here. Snoozer. Um, like you said, he's definitely, he's, I mean, it's a in division, so I think it'll be interesting. But uh, I'm, I am curious to see what Jimmy G does here. I would love to see Matty Stafford bounce back and the Rams kind of get things rolling the, again. The Rams are just dull, though, right? Like, they just haven't really, like, they, they wow. seem like for for such a flashy Super Bowl run. They just came in with, which almost seems like the most dullness in the league, right? I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I think uh, no pizzazz around them. I think not I having Odell far, is kind of a big one. Well, Von Miller too. I mean, that's a huge yes, loss. But, yes. I mean, you, but, like, you did pick we'll up Bobby Wagner, but I don't year twelve or whatever it is for Bobby. Is. Say he's a good Seahawk, but I mean, I don't think he filled a role like Von Miller filled that role for them. Well, they played two different positions. Vaughn made the D-line pretty much unblockable. 
where mm-hmm. Bobby comes in and calls the plays and is the leader. I mean, Bobby is one of the well, most that- underrated tacklers in NFL history, bro. Like, so underrated. Well, and then with Von Von Miller, you had pressure coming on the inside with Aaron Donald, and then you you know whether you put them both on the same side, him and Von, or put them opposite sides, you could you know with those two players, you can lock down you know uh, the trenches and then you know let your linebackers work. But uh, uh, you know without Von Miller, and then you add Bobby Wagner, it's, you know it's uh, just something I think about. It was another excellent episode, episode two. I want to thank you two for uh, coming out, joining us tonight. Uh, thank everyone for listening. Um, shout out uh, the Caribbean and Florida, Hurricane Ian, um, Go Gators. Uh, anything else? Final thoughts? Last thing, boys. Go Blue. Uh, Good night. Uh, hi, Kelly. Go Blue. <laughs> figured that was it thank you gentlemen we'll see you sunday morning